The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, he's back, he's black, and it's Black Mental Matters. How you doing, everyone? It's your boy Vince, the voice. Once again, the podcast Black Mental Matters designed to help eradicate that stigma as it relates to mental health in our black community. And you've been hearing it everywhere because now mental health slowly moving out of the shadows. Everybody's talking about it after centuries of being sidelined. Finally, our state of mental well-being is receiving more of the attention that it deserves but unfortunately it's widely misunderstood that stigma it surrounds mental health issues it's that stigma that prevents people from getting the help they need and i think and i know it's the answer the only way to stop the stigma is to learn about it as much as you can learn about mental health and so on today's uh, episode this episode so excited as we're going to dispel those myths misconceptions disinformation and i like to say misinformation because folks just be talking crazy but anyway we're gonna talk about it you're gonna learn a lot lock it in it's black mental matters and it starts right now It's Black Metal Matters, Vince the Voice, and the girl. Do you know you love her, everyone? Everyone, go crazy. It's Makiba Reed Johnson. Makiba, what's happening, girl? Woo-hoo. I just love these intros, Vince. Yes. I mean, it just makes me feel just so much better about myself, and it really helps my self-esteem. So thank you. Well, you know what? You too can have this uh, introduction everywhere you go. All you have to do is write me, and I will do custom uh, introductions for everyone out there there in the world not a problem at all uh thank you so much Makiba. again uh, i just always have to look back and when i look back what a great show our past show with uh, dr alana uh and uh, trauma you know uh hurts uh, empathy heals uh and girl I- i'm telling you my hat if i had a hat on Makiba, i'd take it off to you for all the great stuff that you're doing out here in this world so my hat is off. oh thank you so much vince and thank you for continuing to be a voice for mental health and, you know, by using your platform to bring awareness and advocacy, you know, for this, even when you're going through your own, you know, physical stuff, because, you know, you have an injury and you are still pushing through. So my hat's off to you. Well, thank you so much. Yep. So if you hear me go, Ooh, in the middle of this uh it's not that i was excited uh <laughs> or maybe but listen i am excited because we have got uh today ladies and gentlemen boys and girls you're going to love our guest um she is just outstanding a master's in social work licensed clinical social worker got her bachelor's from florida tech went on summa cum laude from uga master's degree in clinical social work 10 years doing all kinds of great stuff holistic therapeutic approaches to mental health Give it up, everyone, for Shelly and Johnson. And the crowd goes crazy. Thank you so much, Vince. 
Thank you for that introduction. That was awesome. Well, you know. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Awesome people deserve an awesome announce uh, an introduction. And uh, we're so excited to have you uh, here. And we're going to just jump right into it because we've had uh, lots of conversations around mental health, of course, because this is Black Mental Matters. But uh, when talking to you, we kind of zoomed in on the fact that right now there's a lot of myths and misconceptions. And you know what I wanted to say, misinformation, but you said no, maybe disinformation, but myths and misconceptions about mental health, which is now uh, an obstacle for us getting help that we need. And so let's talk about that a little bit. First of all, uh, 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 you know, uh, the fact that there actually is or are mental health misconceptions that is preventing us from getting our, our needs in the black community. You know what? That You're absolutely right about that. So many times when I talk with my clients after a few sessions, they're like, well, this is really not what I thought it was going to be. And I'm always surprised mm. at what they actually thought it was going to be like. Mm. These, um, these different types of myths and misconceptions that they have really prevent them from coming out and seeking help, the help that they need. Mm. Um, one of the big ones, I'd say, probably the one of the biggest ones is that, especially around black women, you know, especially single moms who are like being mm. a therapist, being a counselor is proof that I'm weak, mm. you know, yes. that I, I wasn't able to do it on my own. I couldn't do it on my own. And, you know, ladies speaking to you directly, that is, that is one of the, it's quite the opposite. Having the courage to actually come out here and say, you know what, I need help. That's right. I need support. That, I mean, that takes a whole lot of courage. That's so right. being a therapist is no, is, is no indication of what you can and can't do. It's just really saying, okay, I need a little bit of support. And you know, and and I, I neglected in your introduction because you are in practice. So uh, when you, you're speaking from true experience of working with people in this right. arena, yes, yeah. And and, and Shellyanne, I'm so glad that you're mentioning and starting off with the uh, with the with the disinformation surrounding Black moms because I know so many moms who have gone through issues with just being overwhelmed, you know, whether it's, you know, caring for a newborn or, you know, older kids and also dealing with, you know, depression and anxiety and being afraid to divulge that to anyone because a lot of black people, including myself, when I was a new mom, I, I was under the impression that if you make someone think that you are quote unquote mentally unstable or emotionally fragile, that your kids can be taken away from you because then you're viewed yes. as no, not being a capable parent. So I'm so glad that that's the first thing that you're leading off with. They're going to take your kids. You know what? Mm -hmm. Yes. And no, that, you know what? That That's another one that, that is really something that comes up all the time. So let me let everyone out there know People can't just call up your counselor and say, hey, um, so-and-so came in to see you. What did you guys talk about? Mm. You know, you are protected by HIPAA. Your private health information is protected. Your therapist has to respect your confidentiality. Unless you sign a specific release of information, no one can get your information. So no one will know unless you decide to say, okay, I'm letting you know that I'm seeing a therapist. Mm. 
And then, so as you said, you know, with, with with black women, because what is it that everybody says on every program or in, in every conversation? Strong black woman, a strong yes. black woman. I mean, you guys yes. uh, need to have muscles like Hercules, the way they, you know, <laughs> the way they describe you. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. you can you can't do no wrong. You have to, and that is that is definitely yeah. not the case. That's true. I mean, some of us do. I know some moms out there who got those muscles like Hercules, you know. Mm. Another one is when they say that you're crazy. Only crazy people go to see a counselor. Mm. So people tend to wait until it's like a full-blown mental break Mm. or, you know, when it's like they they can't function anymore. So they have to go for help. And my thing is, it's okay. Everyone needs someone to talk to. So don't ignore the little warning signs like you're not getting out of bed. Your anxiety is through the roof every day when you wake up little things like that don't wait until it becomes a full-blown episode before you decide okay i need to go to a counselor you're not crazy because you decide to talk to a counselor i talk to a lot of people regular folks just like me and you who come in who just need a little bit of support yes absolutely because just like what you said a lot of people associate therapy with disorders such as schizophrenia Mm. And so they exactly. try to model it. Right. So, 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 and that makes people that feel like they, you know, might need someone to talk to, it makes them reluctant because they think, okay, well, that's only for a person that's experiencing hallucinations. Well, there's right. so much more to mental health than just that. Exactly. You're, you're absolutely right. And so, you know, I, I definitely get that a lot in my practice where they're like, you know, I was so scared. I wanted to come in, but I feel like I was enough. I feel like me coming in and just talking to someone, I was just complaining or, you know, they just don't think it's a big enough issue to burden me with. I'm like, this is my job. (laughs) That's why I'm here to support you. You know, one of the myths that I've also uh, heard over the uh, years, uh, Shelly Ann and Makiba, is that only people without friends need therapists. That is Mm -hmm. so false. So false. You said only only people who have friends who need don't have or friends. don't have friends don't have friends okay. need therapists because you're That's supposed to be true. able to just talk to your friend and it's going to be okay. <laughs> and that you know that has right sometimes it does, Makiba. But you know what? I mean, there's space for that, so there's space for you to talk with your friends, and that can be therapeutic. But your friend does not have the training necessary to, number one, tell you, do you actually have a mental health diagnosis? Mm -hmm. Just because you read some symptoms online doesn't mean that you actually meet criteria for this diagnosis. Mm -hmm. That's number one. And then your friend doesn't have the tools to say, okay, these are the strategies that you could use to reduce your anxiety. Mm -hmm. This is what's causing um, this from your childhood is showing up now as an adult and is affecting you in this way. This is why your love relationships are this way. can listen and that's awesome because everyone needs an ear but when it comes to practical application and actually getting you to process through trauma process through whatever the issue is that you're going through you need professional um help someone who's actually trained to deal with those kind of um issues and circumstances in your life yes absolutely and and it's it's also helpful that the therapist is objective so right it's a completely different conversation when you're having, when you're telling your best friend or your mom about your marital problems or some stuff that you are, are going through. And then you've got somebody that, you know, knows your history and, and knows you personally and already has these preconceived notions about what they think you should or should not be doing. You're absolutely right. That's the thing that I love the most about 
therapy is that you're dealing with a person that has no personal connection to you, that they are hearing everything through the lens of how can I help Mm, you navigate through this situation? That's why it works. You you know what? You're absolutely right. And I love that you brought that up because I have a lot of friends and family members who are like, well, can you just be my therapist? Can you? (laughs) And it's like, no, because I love you. Mm. I can't look at you. I can't look at this objectively. I can't. Yes. You know. Cause I'm mad. I'm mad at your boyfriend too. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> right? But if I don't know you, I don't know your boyfriend. I can look at it from both ends. But wait a minute. Mm. How? How? What is your role in this? Mm. You know, I can kind of be a an outside party, kind of looking in versus being in the middle of it, in a sense. Mm. Absolutely. One of the biggest myths, again, I mean, there's so many out there and, and I'm so glad really that, you, yeah, that you're, 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 you're helping us along this. One of them is that mental health problems are uncommon that, you know, hey, if, if you got a mental health issue, uh, you like one in a gazillion. That is not the fact. Oh, my gosh. That is that's definitely a big one. People think that a lot. And I think it's something like one in four one in four, one in four people struggle with a mental health issue in america so i mean awful. think about it how, how many of us three on the line one other person it'll be one of us yes. struggling yes. with something well it's you actually know? all three of us right now <laughs> <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> it's, it's true whenever you're in a room Whenever you're in a room, wow. there's always someone, whether it's with anxiety, whether we're, we're all dealing with our own traumas, we're all dealing with our own issues. And it, it's, it's very common, very common. Absolutely. But, and, and I think that that's what leads people into the notion that I see a lot online and this hurts my heart is people associate, people wrongfully associate mental health with bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So if they see yes. someone online who's, you know, just acting like a jerk or, you know, or just being mean they always come back with you need therapy you need mental health you know help and so that also you know misguides people away from seeking help because they think okay i'm you're a bad person or you're exhibiting some type of bad antisocial behavior and it has nothing a person who has depression is not an asshole like if you're i'm sorry you might have to have to edit that out this, but if you are just a jerk that has nothing to do with your mental health because there right, are so many right. people struggling with issues and conditions that are good people and that's that, that's such a yeah, thing that i want people out there to know that there are good people who have schizophrenia there are good people that are struggling with depression i mean there are good people who have mental health disorders and mental people who are struggling with mental health are not always violent because that's also mm. disinformation yeah. that, you know, that, that's out there so that one is is not only false, but it, it can be very dangerous. Yes. So, you know, people with mental health issues, they're stigmatized, they're discriminated against because people feel like, oh, this person has this disorder, so they must be violent. We can't trust them. We can't rent to them. We can't hire them um, because, of, because of this. And, and really, people with mental health issues, they're more likely to be the victims of crime mm. um, yeah. than the perpetrator. 
Yeah. And it's mainly because of, of these things. You see someone walking down the street, you don't understand what they're going through. That's right. You don't understand. They're, well, they're talking to themselves. They look funny. They look strange. And, and now you feel threatened and, yes. and attack them. And it's like, no, this person just needs a little support. They might they might be going through their first break and not even understand what's going on with them. Mm. Don't have family support. Don't have the things that they need. Don't have access to the resources to actually deal with this. But right. this, this misconception is very, very dangerous guys just for those of us listening you know if you know someone um be an advocate because that person probably might not have the the resources or the support but they're not any more violent than anyone else in in society once again we're talking with uh, shelly ad johnson masters in social work licensed clinical social worker and who has dedicated her life basically uh to helping others and desire to make an impact in the lives that she touches uh she is in private practice and she is here with us and we're so glad uh on the black mental matters and shelly ad when you and i were talking and you guys uh touched on this just a little bit when you know people throw the word depressed out there a lot or you know i was suffering from depression there's a big difference between suffering from depression and just being sad. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I think a lot of times when someone's sad, oh, uh, they're suffering from, no. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we definitely throw that word around a lot. Yes. Depression, oh, this person's having mood swings, they're bipolar. We throw we throw these words <laughs> around a lot. And sadness, anxiety, those are normal emotions, right. guys. You know, it's okay to be sad sometimes. It's okay to have um, moments where you're feeling anxious. It's when it starts to affect your daily functioning. So you can't go through your day without breaking down. It's, it's affecting your work, you know, and it's, it's prolonged. It's going on for a while. So the best thing I would say is try to talk with someone to get an actual professional to give you a diagnosis. There's a lot more that goes into depression than just feeling sad. There are different criteria that have to be met in order for you to be actually considered clinically depressed. Mm-hmm. So, yes. you know, and, and then people tend to internalize it. Mm-hmm. They've now mm-hmm. diagnosed themselves. They, they Googled a few symptoms. They've diagnosed themselves. Lord and now they're just, just right. And they're sitting around and it's just getting worse and worse. And it's like, well, no, you were just dealing with some sadness. And, and, and yes. circumstances in your life kind of warranted that emotion. And it's normal. And it's okay to feel that way. So, yes. you know, just helping people to understand exactly what they're going through and if and seeing you know maybe you do need to to um talk with someone and, and to actually get that diagnosis done but the first thing is to actually go in and seek that help mm. absolutely and i'm so glad that you're mentioning this because that that makes me think about parents who have children that are suffering from depression because especially coming from like the boomer generation a lot of times parents don't understand that a depressed child is not an ungrateful child and 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 it, right. it, it, all, it oftentimes leads to conversations of well you're depressed because it means you're not grateful for what you have and there are people out there starving don't have any food and you need to be yes. you know, more grateful for, for the things that you know you, your parents have been providing for you and they're not understanding that that that's a clinical diagnosis that is totally independent from your lifestyle or your access to wealth or education and which also brings us into the conversation conversation that people believe that spirituality and church and mental health are mutually exclusive, mm. that there's there's something wrong right. with you if you're depressed or you're anxious and that those feelings should be able to be prayed away and that if they're not, then you're not spiritually strong. Mm. Mm. Right. So that's twofold, right? What you said. Yes. 
So first with, with the teenagers, you know, a lot of times I see this a lot with, with the teenagers and with their parents who come in and they're like, I don't know, he has everything he needs. Yeah, He has, you know, and it's just like, and a lot of times parents internalize it and feel like there's something they're doing wrong. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and that's not always the case. I mean, sometimes it is, but that's not always the case. (laughs) And, uh, for kids too, a lot of times, um, depression, uh, sadness can show up as anger. So you have a child who's lashing out, who's Mm -hmm. acting out. Um, and you're not understanding why is this kid acting this way? Well, he's, he's depressed. He's going through some things, um, that you might not be able to understand. He might not be able to open up to you in that way, mom or dad. So, getting him to a therapist to a counselor is important also what you said about church especially (laughs) in the black church yes Mm -hmm. you know go talk to your pastor and Mm -hmm. again there's room for that but is your pastor trained is is your does your pastor know what to look for does your pastor know when you might need to be on some medication does your pastor know the warning signs, the different criteria is that. So while there's room for church and room for praying, I'm all for that. God also gave you therapists. God also provided people with the insight and the desire to to serve in this way. That's right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, utilize everything that's there for you. You can't tithe and offer uh, your mental health. You know what I'm saying? Just a little more. Give give a little more and it's going to, you know, that kind of thing. Um, (laughs) Another another, uh, myth that's out there, uh, Shelly Ann, is that mental health problems are permanent. Like, if you if you, if you are depressed or mm-hmm. if you have an addiction or something that there's no way you can get away from this it's, it's a life sentence and that's not that's not true okay. that that's not it's not like most things right mental health it, it exists on a spectrum right so it's gonna show up for you Makiba, differently than it shows up for me right yes. mm-hmm. um for some people, it could be one and done, right? You have an episode, you weren't going through a bad time. Um, for some people, it's, you know, postpartum depression. You had a baby. You had this episode, you got treatment, and that was it. It mm-hmm. never came back, never bothered you again. For some people, it's episodic, right? So it comes, you know, like seasonal depression, for example, where uh, it comes every December, you know, Christmas. you start mm-hmm. to get the blues, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Or even around the holidays, stuff like that. And for some people, it's persistent. For some people, they, they need constant care. You know, they need to always talk with a therapist. They need to be on medication. So it's on a spectrum and it just depends. But I know plenty of people who have partially or completely gotten a relief of their symptoms once they started in treatment. Yes. So just because, you know, you have depression now or you've been diagnosed, I hate to say have, you know, I don't, we're not claiming any of that. You're someone right. suffering right. from whatever yes. it is you're suffering from. But that doesn't mean that that's going to be your life forever. Absolutely. Right. And it doesn't label you. And that that makes me think about the impressions of self-harm and and also Uh suicide, that people believe that people that self-harm, quote unquote, are trying to hurt themselves, that people that are experiencing suicidal ideation are trying to, quote unquote, hurt themselves or that they're a danger to themselves or they're a danger to others. Where actually the the person that's suicidal is in pain and they're seeking to escape the pain that they're going through. And and the same with self-harm. People who self-harm aren't trying to hurt themselves. They're trying to release the pain from themselves. Right, and, right. And, and that, that's a completely different conversation. Right. You know what? You're right. You're right. And that's one of the, the most difficult things, I think, that 
uh, we treat as mental health professionals or people who are struggling with suicidal ideation and um, self-harm because we understand that, you know, this is symptom relief. We understand, you know, what I tell my, a lot of my clients that come in who are having these types of thoughts and behaviors is that you have parts of you that are like firefighters, right? They want to put the fire out by any means necessary. They just want the pain to stop. So when you have these parts of you that are forward, that are in control, that are like, you know what? I don't care how I, I, I end this pain. I just want it to stop. Mm -hmm. But the person, the individual doesn't really, a lot of times doesn't really want to die. They don't really want to hurt themselves. They just want the pain to stop. Yes. You know, associated with that could be also the, 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 the myth that addiction is a lack of willpower, Mm -hmm. you know, when Mm -hmm. you're drinking all the time or when you're, you know, using drugs all the time. We've talked Mm -hmm. about this before. Same thing, trying to uh, relieve that pain or stop thinking about some situation that makes you uh, sad or something like that. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that, Vince, and about how, you know, everyone's got that drunk aunt or that drunk uncle, right, that shows up. You know, they're going to start drinking at noon, and Mm -hmm. before you know it, there's going to be a fight or they're going to be stumbling. And, you know, um, addiction, when people say it's a matter of willpower, there's so many addicts Mm -hmm. that I talk to who want to stop, who've tried many, many, many times to stop, and they can't. They try to do it on their own. And let me tell you, this is very dangerous, and a lot of people don't know this. Depending on the substance that you're using, trying to detox on your own could be potentially life-threatening. When you're talking about substances like alcohol, you know, a lot of times you need medical attention. The detox process is so dangerous. Yes. You can have uh, vomiting, diarrhea, hallucinations, uh, seizures. I mean, so many things can happen. So it's not as simple as saying no, just say no. You know, it's not. If it was that simple, then we wouldn't have so many people who continually go back trying over and over again to stop. Some some people they're off of that drug for years, and then one thing will trigger them and they're back. So there's more to it than just this person can stop. Yeah, and that's it's, it's really dangerous because then. People are like, you know what? They're they're right. There's something wrong with me. I should be able to stop. And then they right. stop. And before you know it, they end up in the hospital because they didn't get the care that they needed, the support that they needed. And the compassion that they needed because the person who's struggling with addiction is just trying to end their pain or they're trying to numb their pain. And one of the things that bothers me the most is how addicts are are labeled as, as criminals. Like people look at uh-huh. a person who is, you know, is, is struggling with an addiction as, well, you know, the, the person is doing the illegal substance or the person is a criminal. I still do not understand why people that are out on parole for a crime that has nothing to do with drugs can be sent back to jail for a positive drug test. Mm. Because if uh-huh. mental health is, or if addiction is treatable as a mental health disorder, then that should not be a factor in staying out of jail. That person should be provided with additional support to aid them in their struggle with the addiction and should not be sent back to prison because they're struggling with that, especially if it had nothing to do with why they were sent to prison in the first place. So I'm so glad that you both brought that up. Yeah, you know what? That's true. And you bring up another good point all the people in jail who are in there for mental health issues, you know, Yes. in my time working with the department of uh, behavioral health, you know, we worked with a GCAL, which is the Georgia crisis and access line. And I talk to police officers all the time, 
click on these calls, mental health disturbance. This person is, is walking down the street, yelling, screaming, playing in traffic, uh, you know, um, what, whatever the, the issue is. And our police officers, they're not equipped. They don't know how to yes. handle people, right. you know, struggling with mental health concerns. And so that's another way that people with um, mental health disorders mm. get get jammed up. You know, right. so many of them are in jail when they really just needed some mental health support. They really were just confused, mm -hmm. you know. Um, they were possibly in the middle of a psychotic episode. They were fearful for their lives. They were paranoid, you know, and jail is not where they're going to get treatment. Sitting in a, in, a, in a jail cell is not providing them with the help and support that they need. Once Absolutely. again, our guest is uh, Shelly Ann Johnson. And uh, so I, I, you you are in private practice and uh, you can go online. Uh, the website is mindrisetherapy.com. It's Mind Rise Therapy Services. Again, online, it's mindrisetherapy.com. And I love this statement on the journey to becoming a better you. You may not be able to navigate all the roadblocks on your own, and that's OK, because that's what therapy is for. Uh, you are not alone. Let Shelly help. I see Shelly. You uh, provide uh, family sessions, individual sessions, adolescent and teen sessions, couples therapy, group sessions and, and more. And just from this conversation, first of all, I can tell that you care greatly for our people out here. And uh, secondly, the work that you've done, you've really dedicated your life to, uh, you know, understanding uh, mental health and, and really, uh, you know, putting in the, 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 the work to be able to help those out here because who do we need some help and we haven't even mentioned a covid pandemics and all that other kind of oh stuff in the war and yeah. the tv yes. and all this yes. oh my lord inflation inflation all that. Uh, gas prices <laughs> you know, yes. people are freaking out over gas prices i'm like good lord i mean it's just <laughs> everything these days and so um again people can reach out to you correct and and uh you, you can yes, can yes. assist talk about that a little bit um sure so you i have a, a contact us page you can send me an email you can call me um you know if if, if i don't know the answer then i will try to find the answer for you mm -hmm. um but i'm definitely here to help and to support in any way that i can um i just want us to be okay yeah. <laughs> and you know i'm here to to see how my little part what little part i can play in that you know we talked a little bit about that vince and just our passion for helping our community and just yes. people in general. Yes. So any way that I can help, you know, I'm here. Well, you have been helpful yes, and, uh, today. Go ahead, Makila. Oh, yes, no, definitely. And, and Shelly I know that we're running out of time, but can you let the listeners know your social media handle so they can follow you online? Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, you know what? I am word of mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> Best so, way. And <laughs> everyone is like, you're in the real can. world. You need, <laughs> you're not I'm in the matrix. I'm telling you, I, I am not... <laughs> I did not take the pill. But look, Makiba, they're trying to get me to take it. Every time I talk to somebody, they're like, what's your I'm like, just go to my website. Yes. And, yes. You know, yes. but um, I, I think that it, it's becoming apparent that um, people are just wanting more information. They're wanting me to kind of branch out a little more. So um, mm -hmm. go to my website. I, I am going <laughs> to, I am um, in, the, in the near future. <laughs> I'm going to have all that set up because I, I feel like I, I have to at this point um, because more people need to hear the, the message and, and what I'm saying. So um, I'm going to have to just extend myself a little further. 
But for now, you guys can can um, see me on my website, uh, com. My phone number is there. My um, email is there, so you can contact me that way. And um, yes, I guess my social media will be coming soon, you guys. <laughs> don't 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 start a MySpace page. That's over with. Okay, don't don't know no, oh, no see, my. <laughs> Yeah. I, 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 I know. Okay. See, you see this, Makiba, you're with me. My, I am. Don't do. Don't, <laughs> well, this has been great, Shelly Ann, and uh, we just want to again thank you as always for all the great work uh, that you're doing and, and helping our families out there. And I encourage everyone, you know, uh, to to reach out again. Mindrise, mindrisetherapy.com. Shelly Ann Johnson, friend of Black Ooh. Mental Matters, yes. and uh, you know she's going to help you get through whatever it is and she's going to help you dispel all the crazy myths misconceptions and disinformation yes. that you've been hearing and get you on the track to better outcomes uh, in your life so yes. thank you again Shelly Ann thank you thank you so much for having me you guys thank are you Shelly Ann thank you you guys have a great day okay you too it's Black Middle Matters too.